You're tuned in to the Point Pleasant Podcast, the PPP. Check it out. It's even better than a government loan. This podcast connects residents, businesses, charities, and local events in the Point Pleasant and surrounding areas. Get live, get connected, as the PPP introduces you to all things Point. Yep, that's right. Hosted by Bay Ave business owner Michael Langsner from Haven Sweet Shop. Let's get started. The Point Pleasant Podcast. All right, welcome back. Episode number 19 of the Point Pleasant Podcast. This is going to be a fun one because I've got... I've got a comedian here. I got somebody who's going to make us laugh and have a good time. And somebody that I'm recently reunited with, I, I, I want to share, say that we probably have connected back and forth for 10, maybe almost 15 years on different platforms. I'm dating us now. Um, but but here we are as neighbors again. So without any further ado, uh, Dino from the Uncle Vinny's Comedy Club. It's good to have you, man. What's up, Michael? How are you? Long time no see. God, it has to be at least 12 years. Yeah. So, I mean, we crossed paths. I think when I was at Kathmandu as a banquet manager, but definitely when I was over at I Play America and then uh, through the years at Explosive Entertainment, and now I'm uh, right up the street from you. Nice. I heard. A little uh, ice cream candy shop, huh? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm trying something very different than anything I've ever done. I mean, like it was almost like throw a, a, a dart at the wall and where it sticks is what I opened up. You know, nobody in a million years imagined me opening up a uh, ice cream and candy store, but here I am. But during COVID, food survived. That, that that was you didn't you haven't heard my story, but that's actually why. Like I was, this is deemed essential, believe it or not. So yes, uh, yeah, because I sell ice cream and candy, it's deemed essential. People would freak out if there was no such thing. Yeah. Um, so I want to talk you about you. Women need their chocolate. Some chocolate fixes sometimes. It fixes everything, <laughs> right? It, it makes women happy. You know, makes you life go. happy. There you go. So, hey, Dino, how long have you been here in Point Pleasant? This, this is a Point Pleasant-based podcast. I want, I want to, like, focus on your your experience in Point Pleasant and what brought you here and so on and so forth. Uh, well, actually, it was uh, a lot of accidents got me here. Okay. Um, when I first came down here, I lived in Tom's River, and <laughs> we were um, looking for a catering place. Okay. I went to uh, a location by the boardwalk and um, put the deposit down, got it bought out from under me. Mm. So I said, ah, what am I going to do? So then the realtor at the time said, um, we have an Italian restaurant for sale. Okay. Like, ah, restaurant, I don't know, I don't know. So I walked in, and it used to be Ferrara's, and um, they had a psychic candle shop next door to me. Okay. And I, she was my subtenant. Okay. I'm saying to myself, all right, may I see potential here. So um, obviously she wasn't a good psychic <laughs> by any means because the minute I signed my deal, I gave her a walking paper. She goes, what do you mean? I said, well, you didn't know? <laughs> <laughs> right. right. <laughs> so uh, we built a, a banquet room there, sliding doors in between the restaurant and the current room there. And we should do like small rehearsal dinners and you know, bridal showers. We did a couple of uh, second weddings. And then um, I said, what am I going to do on a Wednesday night? A Kiwanis Club dinner for $10 a head. Let me try doing comedy. And uh, the comedy, we started in July of 04. Okay. And it just 
we started doing Wednesday nights, then we started doing Wednesdays and Saturdays, then we started doing Wednesdays, Fridays and Saturdays, and then I said, nah, you know what, screw it, let's take the wall down, let's do a, a comedy club, straight comedy club. Okay. And should have done it six years earlier. Wow. <laughs> so wow. January of 10, it was officially full-time comedy. Okay. That's amazing. And, and so wh where's the name come from? Named after my late father. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And what, and, and were you into comedy? Were you a comic yourself? Was he like, how did uh, that? I love comedy. Um, I was always a Dice fan, to be honest with you. I, mm -hmm. I paid to see him 11 times before I, I saw him here. Obviously, I'm not paying as much for him back then as I do now. But right. He's a very expensive comic. But uh, no, I just, um, when I was in the hotel business back in the early 90s, uh, one of the hotels where we started doing comedy there. And I had a couple connections from there back then and then just carried it along. That's awesome. That's yeah. So cool. I love hearing stories. And, and you know, this isn't quite a business podcast, but like, you know, I, I, uh, people have been titling me an entrepreneur lately, which I feel is so weird. But, um, you know, I, I love hearing the story of how businesses come to be. And, and uh, most of the time it is by accident per se. Yeah. Um, so, so that's pretty wild. Now, what, what's a typical night like at Uncle Vinny's, you know, or does it vary depending on the comic? Varies depending on the comics. Uh, obviously, Friday, Saturday nights are always busier, uh, depending who the comic is. A Tuesday night could be busy. Like we've had uh, Joey Diaz has built in a sort of residency here. So he's been coming on Tuesdays and Wednesday nights and we're, you know, governmentally sold out. Okay. Um, we're we're going to go down that road in a minute. Yeah. Yeah. We could have, we could have sold out the place every night he's here. Okay. Full capacity if we had to. Um, so those nights are crazy. And then other nights, you know, it's a little on a quieter side, depending on the weather. The big uh, misunderstanding is everyone thinks summertime we're packed. Mm -hmm. It's quite the opposite. Interesting. Because you know what? You're in, you're in the, in the winter time, you're sitting inside all year. As soon as it's nice out, you want to go to the tiki bars. You want to be outdoors, eating on a patio somewhere. You don't want to come back inside. Now, if it's raining, it's a different story. Then right. We're right. But uh, our busiest time is usually when the Yankees and Mets get knocked out of the playoffs. Until <laughs> about a week before Memorial Day. Okay. That's well, our busiest I, time. I, and, you know, my, my experiences at your club have been around those times also. So, yeah, I mean, I guess – by accident too, I, I, I fit that mold. Um, yeah, that's, that's interesting. Now I, I I'm going to play dumb here for a moment. You know, how many shows a night do you I'm dumb do? Every day. What's the difference? Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, how many shows a night are you doing? Um, you know, like what, what's, you know, what, what's the whole vibe like it, it, it's dinner food or what? Well, yeah. let's talk, Let's talk today also. You know, what, what can somebody expect today with today's restriction? Is there food? Is there dinner? Is it BYO? Um, well, still BYO. Um, technically, in New Jersey, BYO is beer and wine only. Uh, are there restaurants out there who allow the stuff in? Yes. Um, do I allow stuff in? No. Um, because I want to stick to the beer and wine only. Mm -hmm. And another reason for that, too, the hard stuff. When people start pouring their own drinks, only had two drinks. Well, you know what? It's supposed to be one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi, not half the glass of right. vodka and the other half orange juice. That's right. like four drinks. 
Um, so the beer and wine actually limits people from getting tossed out of here, which unfortunately we've have tossed people out. Yeah. Um, food. We do have a limited menu now only because of restrictions. We have 50% occupancy. So I don't have the hundred percent menu going on, but I got 75% of it going. Okay. Right and one and, show a night, two shows a night or, uh, Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays we do one show a night. Saturdays, uh, most of the time one, sometimes two. Like this weekend, we have Vicky Potato in. So we started a dinner package at 4 o'clock in the afternoon on Saturday because when we first put it on sale, there was a 10 o'clock restriction. Okay. So I, I needed to get two shows out for Vic. Gotcha. And uh, so we, we have a 4 o'clock dinner on Saturday. He, he's hysterical. I, I mean, yeah. And the things that he posts on, on social media just – I I don't know how he got started per se, and is he a local guy? Because his his following just seems amazing. He he lives in Manalapan. Okay. Uh, originally from Brooklyn, and moved to Staten Island. Uh, he's been coming to the club since I opened. Okay. Uh, you know he was the knock around guy. He was the local guy. You know Wednesday Thursday nights. You know making a hundred dollars a night and whatever. And and uh, now uh, I book about seven, eight theaters a year with him throughout the tri-state area. I own his merchandise. Okay. And um, yeah, it's uh, it's been a nice run. His, a nice skit, run his skit outside in the pouring rain, talking about outdoor dining, had me. Uh, I was on the floor laughing. <laughs> it's hysterical. Um, well, the night bread and milk went viral. He was on our stage. Okay. So from stage, he was saying, take a look on YouTube. Check out Bread and Milk. Okay. I'm looking. I'm like, he goes, how many views? And I said, 400,000. <laughs> he goes, okay. Ten minutes later, he goes, how many views? I'm like, looking at him. Like, what the fuck? Oh, come on. What are you, what are you talking about? Right. Ten minutes later, 550. Whoa. By the end of the show, it was up over a million views. Oh, my God. It, it, it just... And now you see newscasts all over the place. There's a snow coming. His video pops up. <laughs> and it's like, I can't, I think it's over 37 million views. Amazing. The power of the internet now is just, you know, unreal. Yeah, he's benefited from it. Unreal. Yeah, um, you mentioned you, you booked seven theaters. I want, I want to talk about that and, and, private events because i even in my dj company I, I get calls now you know do you know any comics does any you know uh first off are you even doing virtual shows is that a thing you know we did a couple virtual shows i know some people swear by them i don't like them um my normal rung of comics unless they're looking for the paycheck don't like it either because you need that interaction back and forth yeah. yeah. You don't want to see a baby like waving in the air and dogs running across the screen and somebody chowing down food as, you know. Well, I'm, I'm glad you said that because I've yet to, anytime somebody asks me about virtual comedy, I stay away from because it it's not my world. I have done a lot of virtual magic shows and I've been very successful with that. Um, yeah. But I, to me, you know, you go to a comedy club and, and you said before we went live, you were talking about, you know, the sharing of the laughter in the room and, you know, like yeah. we, we didn't talk about heckling, but I feel like all of that is part of the experience. And how do you do that virtually? I, I, I can't you imagine. Can't. You can't. Right. Right. And the comics really don't like it either. Yeah. 
So how how long were you shut down for in in you know with Jersey's restrictions? Uh, our last show was March fourteenth with Mitch Fatale, and then we came back September eleventh with Dave Landau. So March to September is uh, six months. Six months. Wow, that's tough. That's tough. And I I, I want people to realize that you know and. and uh, I, I'm very much an advocate for Point Pleasant businesses and just small businesses as a whole. And I think people need to hear that. I'm going to reiterate for six months, your business was shut down. And, uh, you know, while I'm not calling for a, a pity call, I think people need to realize like this is this is the reality of small businesses and restaurants yeah. and, 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 you know, the live entertainment scene as a whole. You know, people hear, you know, People think weddings and, you know, weddings can't happen, but just shows can't happen. Theaters can't happen. You know, magic, uh, comedy, uh, Broadway. I mean, the list goes on and on. Um, and, and you know, I, I see the light at the end of the tunnel. I think we're getting close. Uh, yeah, this is definitely not a political podcast, so we're going to leave that out of it. But I, 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 I'd love to really share my thoughts on it. Um, <laughs> but I, I think we're getting closer, and, and I think the world needs to uh, – you know, regroup and, and start supporting small business and, you know, hardworking people like yourself um, and, and come by. You know, everybody needs a good laughter. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I think our business and, and again, used to be in the uh, DJ entertainment business as well, if you still are, mm -hmm. we're going to jam once all this is done. Um, what this has done, I call it like an adjustment period. It takes every restaurant in the world was doing comedy nights. Mm. They think if you have a stage and a microphone, you can do a comedy club. Yeah, you can't have the TVs blaring in the background. You can't have the Final Four blaring when you have a comic on stage. You can't have guys talking at the bar with a comedian performing. And uh, a lot of those comics who say they were comics um, because they thought they were funny, they were doing open mics and putting themselves on shows. At a bagel shop. <laughs> All that's gone now. Because they didn't survive this. Right. There's no way they could have. They had to get jobs either Ubering, door dashing, delivering pizza, whatever they had to do. They had to supplement their income because they weren't making that $50 a week doing comedy. Anymore. <laughs> and those restaurants and bars, they're at 25% occupancy for the longest time. There's no way they're going to do 25% occupancy and have somebody come in and start doing comedy shows. Right. You know, so if anything, it's made my business and the two or three other comedy clubs in the state stronger. Okay. I, uh, this, I, I, yeah, I can see that. Sure. And even just like in your business, I'm sure you had guys who spun records and you had guys who were DJs. Yeah. Okay. The guys who spun records, they're gone. Right. Right. Uh, the true DJs, they're still here. It's a good point. It's a very good point. And, you know, you, you see, uh, uh, you know, a, a fair comparison is all the nightclubs that aren't hiring big bands anymore or restaurants aren't doing live music anymore. So, yeah, the strong will survive. You're right. Yeah. I've had a couple of restaurants reach out to me, uh, said they wanted to start doing comedy nights. And I said, listen, I got to take a look at the layout. And I walk into, and they'll show me, well, where do you want to do this? And they'll show me the room. Nah. Right. Nah. I'm not going to put together a horrible product. Yeah. Just to 
say I have a comedy club someplace else. I'm not going to so, do that. So I, I was I, I want to talk about that. So besides your own location in Point Pleasant, you do book shows other places, and you you do you offer private parties? Somebody's having a sure anniversary party somewhere. You could send them comics. Like, um, you know, how, how do people go about that? Uh, well, just contact us on our website, UncleVinny'sComedyClub.com. Vinny spell I E S. Just hit the contact us. Whatever you're looking for. Uh, if you're looking for a comic, there's actually a particular form you can fill out uh, where it asks you your preference of comics if you have a preference. Uh, during our heyday, before COVID and everything, we were sending out nine to 12 comics a weekend mm -hmm. to different venues, whether it be FW halls, firehouses, private parties, weddings. I sent a comic to a wedding in Aruba a couple years back. Wow. Um, and as far as theaters, ourselves uh obviously our club here we see 140 uh we use the algonquin theater that's it's five and change we've uh rented out the count basie that's 1600 and change uh the torrington theater in connecticut we use that a couple of times that's about 1100 seats uh easton theater in pa we use that that's about 1600 seats and then um outdoor venues uh, because last year we decided to you know stretch outdoors a little bit uh, i had a good relationship with the guy who runs the east brunswick square mall okay and now we use the parking lot there right so that just exploded so now we're doing about eight shows a year there sorry about that no problem I didn't expect that to happen. <laughs> so we're doing about eight shows there this summer. I mean, we did it because of the pandemic last year, but now why why stop it? It was yeah. fine. Um, well, I, we, I think outdoor events are here for a long time, you know. And, yeah. and, uh, and, and I so I, I have multiple podcasts. I have this Point Pleasant podcast, and I have a uh, Bar and Bot Mitzvah related podcast. And we, we did an episode yesterday just all about outdoor events. And we, we kind of shouted out – other cities in the country that have been doing outdoor events really successfully for a very long time. Yeah. And, you know, here in New Jersey, I, I guess we're very fickle, you know, like we, we get, you know, Oh, it's so hot or oh, it's so cold. Like there's such a slim window of happiness in this state, but I think we need to embrace it because outdoor events are certainly here for a while. Yeah. If it's not 65 and a breeze, we're not happy. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we also rented out the stadium in uh, Lakewood, the Blue Cross stadium. Oh, okay. Awesome. So, I mean, obviously with the state occupancy, it's at 500 people, but they love, <coughs> they love the relationship so much. They said, can't wait till we open up to hundred percent. I saw well, what's a hundred percent. He goes, normally what we do is we put the stage in center field. We'll put 500 seats on the field and we seat 7,500 in stands. I said, 8,000 people. <laughs> he goes, yeah, that'd be great, right? <laughs> yeah, it's great. Yeah, <laughs> now that opens up Seinfeld, Sebastian Maniscalco. Yeah. So I mean, something came good out of pandemic. Sure. I would never thought to rent the stadium. That's amazing. I, and and you know, our local community could certainly use something like that. Yeah. Well, really you know, cool. the one thing I always stride myself on, I always thought outside the box. Uh, because if you just sit here and wait for somebody to walk through your door, that's not happening. Right. It's right. not happening. 
And, you know, a lot of the businesses, unfortunately, they wait for Memorial Day to hit. And then Labor Day, they're crying already. And being here for so many years, the summer used to be the second week in May. Hmm. till like the first week in October. Mm -hmm. It's shrunk. Right. It's about the third week in June. To the second week in August. It's that New Jersey mentality I was just talking about. New Jersey mentality. Uh Kids going back to college. You know, kids are still in school early on in the summer. So the summer definitely shrunk. So now if you catch three or four rainy weekends. Yeah. You're done. So so I'm a boater. And I noticed that literally Labor Day, like boating just stops. And not for me, but, you know, like I, I go to the F Cover, Ticey Shaw, you know, big boater hangouts and, you know, football season starts, school starts and just everybody abandons their boat. And it, it's funny because I, I love September. I mean, that, that's one of my favorite months, you know, uh, and, and being out on the water, you know, the water is still warm. The, the air, the air was not as humid. Um, good times. So I, I, I want to ask another question. Um well, yeah, I have a million questions for you, but one of them, you know, if somebody wants to become a comic, do you have any suggestions, advice on how they get into the scene? If you want to do it full time, it's a huge commitment. If you can sustain and you can still live at home with your parents have a girlfriend, wife who is very wealthy <laughs> and you want to pursue it, you got to hit the open mic stages as many nights as possible. Mm-hmm. We no longer do open mic. Um, we did it for a few years. It just got so frustrating. Um, it's just, uh, it takes a lot and you have to fail a lot to make it. And that's where a lot of people don't get. Um, you got a lot of people who are thieves who will steal other comics material. Hmm. And you'll go to a stage where nobody really knows comedy, like a bagel shop or something like that. And they'll think, oh, wow, you're the funniest thing around. And you go on TikTok and you start posting some of your bits. And that's the easy way to get to it. Right. But then you have a very short shelf life. Okay. Unless you're a great looking person that Hollywood's going to pick you up and you're the next face on Cosmo or you're, you're going to be on MTV or you're the next Snooki. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Those are far and few between. Right. Hollywood's already picked what they want. You have to fit that mold. Mm, And it's not necessarily the funny anymore. Now looking at somebody like Vic, Vic's been doing comedy for 38 years. That 19-second bread and milk video got him more publicity than 38 years of comedy. Hmm. And you've seen Vic's act before. He drops a couple four-letter words here and there. Yeah. That 19 seconds of bread and milk, there's not one four-letter word there besides milk. (laughs) Interesting. And all of a sudden, people just gravitated to it. Now, he has such a following that he put out one video, and I looked at him like, oh. What's he doing? Five million views by the end of the week. It's like, and 
that's how he just built himself. And now, wow. you know, he used to make 100 miles a night. Now he's making a lot more than that. Yeah. I know. I'm paying it. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> so another question for you is um, for guests that want to come to your club, when should they get tickets? How far in advance, you know, do they need to make a, a you know, like the thought process. I, I'm one of those guys that wakes up like, hmm, what am I doing today? Like, do yeah. I have the ability to just show up or what? What? Some shows, some, yes, some shows, no. It all depends yeah. who the comic is, especially now with the restrictions. We don't even take orders over the phone anymore. I tell people, you got to order online. Got to okay. order online. Because you know what? At any given moment, I don't know what's been purchased online. Okay. So uh, right now we're a limited occupancy. So it's like, this is the number. That's it. Um, so as far advance as possible makes the most sense, obviously. Um, especially if it's a larger group, you know, if it's two people, chances are the day of, you still might be able to get in except on a Saturday, probably you won't be. Mm -hmm. Um, but if, if it's like a table of eight or a table of 10, yeah, yeah. I would say a week before. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And now, um, I I've been in your facility, but how are you keeping distance? I mean, that that's like a, a crazy thing in, in this well, world. Everyone's wearing masks on the way in. Once you sit down, it's just similar like a restaurant. You can take your mask off once you're sitting down. Server's got masks on. I have masks on. We have plexiglass up in the front. When people come in. We have the six-foot signs on the floor. Uh, Hand-free sanitizers all over the place. Hand-free um, towels in the, in the, in the bathrooms. Uh, tables are six foot apart. Do most comics talk about? You know, the wacky world we're in right now, I got to imagine it leads to great yeah. content. Yes, almost every comic. Yeah. Especially when uh, the 10 o'clock curfew, uh, comics are saying, yeah, because you, you, you're going to catch COVID <laughs> up until 10 o'clock. Because at 10.01, they get all their buddies out. All the COVID buddies are together now. Right, right. And then when they um, when they moved it to 11 o'clock, uh, they moved it to, yeah, they moved to 11 uh, they said, "Oh, did everyone tell COVID? Because now COVID can stay out an hour later." You right, know? right. You know, it just yeah, it's been, it's it's being dished to them on a platter. Here you go, play with it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh man, I, I I can only imagine. I, I got to come see a show because uh, yeah. I, I I could use a good laugh too. Um. So uh, we're, we're almost at the end here of the podcast. I try to keep them about 30 minutes. I wanted to um, give you the opportunity to you know let people know where to find you, your website, social media, and any last thoughts you want to you know share to those who are uh, listening to this. All right. Well, you want to go to UncleVinny'sComedyClub.com for all the shows coming up. Uh, we have shows booked into July and August already on the site, ready for sale. And... Um, we're looking at on 11 Point Pleasant Beach, obviously. Uh, I mean, if it's a Point Pleasant podcast, if you don't know we're here now, you don't want to know that we're here or have no need for us, that's fine. <laughs> uh, we got neon lights in the window, and we used, we used to get complaints about them <laughs> early on. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we're there. And um, we have some outdoor shows coming up. Uh, the Blue Claw schedule is going to be out probably in uh, second week in April. We got about three or four shows going there. Uh, the East Brunswick Square Mall. Uh, those shows are on our website already. They start May 15th and, um, the drive-through in Scranton PA, uh, those shows will be on sale probably within a month. 
So uh, just check it out, UncleVinny'sComedyClub.com. We got everything there. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you name it, we're there. That's awesome. Good to have you here, man. Good to catch uh, up. Yeah, um, don't, don't sign off because I want to chat with you for a little bit more. Sure. Uh, but but I guess final question for you, you know, do you have a favorite comic? Can I Andrew ask Dice Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And he's still doing his thing, like just as powerful as he was I, before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Dice. Like I said, I paid to see him 11 times before I owned the club. Mm -hmm. And it was Don Jameson and Jim Florentine said, you know what? You want Dice here? I said, I'd love to have Dice here, where I said, I only see so many people. I mean, I, I know, we'll talk to him. We'll talk to him. We charged 200 a ticket, sold out two shows in a row. Wow. And he actually said to me, he says, I heard you're a big fan. I said, yeah. I said, I I, I bought tickets to Nassau Coliseum a couple times. I, I saw your Rascals up in West Orange years ago and Madison Square Garden. He goes, yeah, but you never paid this much to see me now, did you? <laughs> I'm like, no, no. And about uh, six digits later, time is about three. Yeah, no, I never paid that much to see him before. Wow, amazing. But, uh, yeah, but he'll text me on Christmas, Merry Christmas. I mean – Picture your, you know, you're in the music business. So picture your favorite musician of all time. Just, mm -hmm. Hey, Mike, how you doing? <laughs> That's cool. That's, That's cool. Yeah, speaks volumes. He's a great, great guy. Really, really cool. Great awesome. I, I love leaving it on a happy note like that. So all right. Let me sign off and say, you know, thank you for all of our listeners for tuning in. Uh, not only here on Facebook Live, but we're also on um, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple. Uh, this is episode 19. As always, I ask to like, comment, share, uh, help our algorithm, let people know that this podcast exists. And um, definitely reach out to uh, Dino and, and visit his shop. I mean, great times. We all need a good laughter. So uh, thank you for being a guest, and we'll see you all next week. All right.